Welcome into the September 15th episode of the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morsuti. It is game day for the Maple Leafs, ladies and gentlemen. Dave, we got a game tonight that we could watch. It is at the Prospect Tournament, so not quite the big leagues, but the Prospect Tournament begins today in Traverse City. Dave and I will preview the game a little bit, tell you about the top five guys we'll be watching this weekend at the tournament. Also, Dave. You got to give us a little snippet of You Make My Dreams Come True on the piano. Yesterday, we talked about it. You said, tomorrow's episode, tomorrow's show is here, my friend, and you are living up to that. You're going to do it uh, in just a little bit. But um, I'm excited for today's show, uh, so you'll definitely want to stick around to hear that. All that more coming up on today's edition of Locked on Leafs. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my co-host Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Locked On Leafs is a daily Maple Leafs-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free. Wherever you get your podcast from, you can also now catch us up on video format up on YouTube. Just search up Locked On Leafs and uh, please hit subscribe. Leave a comment down below if you got anything that you want to ask us, say to us. If you got some questions, you want to follow up to what we talk about, or just simply you have a different opinion, throw that in the comment section down below. We really appreciate it, each and every comment that we get, um, good and bad, to be honest with you. So <laughs> just comment down below. Uh, we got a game day. Today, David, the Leafs uh, Prospect Tournament kicks off down in Traverse City. They'll be taking on the Dallas Stars. That'll be a 6.30 p.m. Eastern game, and looks like you can watch it. They're going to be streaming the uh, the Leafs broadcast through the Toronto Maple Leafs app. So if you don't have the app, download it, and you can watch the game. It sounds like Todd Crocker is going to be the play-by-play voice for the game. And then uh, it, it seems as though if you want to watch it also on YouTube, uh, the opponents so dallas looking like they're gonna have their own little broadcast that'll be on youtube but for uh least perspective to hear todd crocker the marley's guy uh download the maple leafs app and you'll be able to watch the game tonight so that might be uh how i might be tuning into the game you excited for this one you excited to finally get to watch you know a little bit of maple leafs hockey after not watching it for a few months here dave yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be i'm gonna find it a little weird at first to think like we're trying to get it back into the NHL mindset in September. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some, I mean, we, we, we've been waiting for the, I mean, this tournament is usually around this time. So I, I, I remember my first time going to one was out in London. Yes. When, when the Leafs used to host it in London, it was, uh, our elite. So I believe it was the Leafs. Um, at that time, I think it was Nylander was there at the tournament I'm just trying I to wonder if we were at the same game because this was before it was before you and i i guess started going uh started school together at, at, at centennial but when i was living in london i was able to go out to a couple of games too i want to say it would have been like fall of 2015 or so uh it sounds about right for when those tournaments uh when when the tournament was held in london does that sound about right to you 
I'm I'm just thinking. Yeah, uh, it might have been earlier than that. I'm just rem- I just remember driving, and this is like one of the first times I actually made a long trek out. I drove all the way to London, watched the game, and I came all the way back to Toronto the same day. <laughs> Do not recommend that, by the way. I remember in that game that I watched, Martin Zirkles. Remember that guy? Martin's Zirkles looked like he was going to be a player. I was like, oh, this this guy looks all right. Didn't pan out. No, it, it just didn't happen for whatever reason. So, you know, guys might look stellar tonight and they don't end up, you know, becoming anything. But, you know, I'm still uh, – it's still going to be nice because there are some really talented players and we're going to go over – our top five players that we're going to be watching in this tournament uh, in just a little bit. But uh, before we get there, we were discussing it yesterday, how we were a little surprised that Mikhail Abramov um, is not at the tournament. And of course, just, you know, as per usual, maybe a half hour afterwards, uh, after we finished recording, we got our answer. So we're just going to now relay it to you guys. Uh, the reason why he's not playing is because he wasn't cleared to play. He had uh, an off-season injury and he still is not ready to go. Uh, so that is why Mikhail Abramov will not be here. But they're hoping that he should be ready to go uh, at some point through main camp. Just not going to be at this uh, rookie tournament. Why don't we pull up the lines as well, Dave? Because uh, a friend of the show, technically, uh, despite the spotty internet connection, but friend of the show, David Alter. Uh, yes, I'm about that one. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to bury you on that one, pal. Um, but he, I don't know if he's down in Traverse City. Potentially could be. He, he typically travels with the team. But he was watching them practice today. And if you're watching on YouTube, here are the practice lines that the Maple Leafs had. By the way, Manny Malhotra, the head coach uh, at this tournament for the Maple Leafs. So he's getting some head coaching, um, I guess, I don't know, what do you want to experience, I guess, in in this tournament here, which is kind of cool for him. Uh, But this is what it looks like. So the top line is going to be Alex Steves, who's a player that we know, a player that, uh, you know, we saw, had a cup of coffee in the NHL, played mostly in the American League last year. Fraser Minton, who was a second-round pick this past season. Then, obviously, Nick Robertson, um, one of the Leafs' top prospects uh, from a couple of years back. He's going to be the top dog here at uh, the prospect tournament for the Maple Leafs, and that's going to make up your top line. Nick Gabruzzese is going to be on the second line. Curtis Douglas uh, and SDA, not even going to try and say the last name. We all know that everybody butchers it. Uh, So SDA works, and that's what everybody knows him as. Uh, Max Ellis, Holmberg, and Gogolev are going to comprise a line. Lazowski, Slaggart, and Voigt will be a line. Then Hayes, Femis, and McGurn on the blue line. Philip Crawl will be with uh, William Villanova. So I'm actually intrigued by that pairing for sure. Two guys who I think uh, have some NHL talent and could potentially get there in the next couple of years and, you know, be some depth for this blue line. Miko Kokonen, uh, Alex Rendell, your guy, your guy, Van Vliet is going to be on a pair with Larson and then Refi and uh, Joe Miller also looking like they're going to be the pairing. Um, themselves at some point this weekend. And then we know that there's the the trio of goaltenders uh, led by Keith Petrozilli as well. So those are the lineups and the players that will be playing this weekend. And of these guys, Dave and I have comprised a list of the top five players who we are excited to watch. And we're going to tell you who those players are in just a moment. But first, 
let me tell you about one of today's show sponsors, and that's BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this week's oh, this year's opening week games. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, NHL, MMA, boxing, even golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Welcome back into the Locked on Lease podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano, uh, host of Locked on Lease, along with my co-host, Dave Morissuti. Uh, so, Dave, how do you want to do this? Back, We'll go back and forth. I guess we'll go one through five. So, the guy who we're most excited uh, to watch at this tournament. And we can kind of go back and forth with our top five list here. Why don't you kick things off? Who are you most excited to watch and why? All right, so I'll pull up our list right now. And the reason why I'm pulling it up is because you and I got the same player yep. at number one, Nick Robertson. There's, We've been talking the last, what, two months about Nick Robertson and what we're expecting of him going into the season. This is the first chance we get to see Nick Robertson in action. And he's the guy going into this tournament. Everyone's eyes are going to be on him. And I yeah. think that's a good thing for him because this is a chance for him to show that the spotlight won't be too bright for him. That That's what we need. I, I'm looking to see from him going into this tournament. Yeah, my man, Thick Nick. Thick Nick. I don't know if you heard these comments. We'll play them for you guys in just a moment here. But apparently put on some weight up to about 185 right now. And he said he's got a little bit of thickness added to his legs and his upper body. And I think that we now need to start calling young Nick Robertson Thick Nick. That's what we're going to refer to him from now on on the show, David. Thick Nick. And he's number one on my list, too, obviously. You look at the the year that he had last year. wasn't, you know, it was a little disappointing, I suppose, from a, an NHL perspective. Just scored the lone goal in 10 games. Um, I think that was at the game he scored, actually. It was against Vancouver where he scored that goal. Uh, but just one goal, I think he wanted a little bit more. He got some action in the top six in the second line, but spent the majority of it in the bottom six. And that's not really the role that's going to work for him, in my opinion. Um, but starting out at this tournament with a good showing, getting his legs underneath him, um, getting a shot NHL ready, ramped up, I suppose, for the time main camp comes. It's going to lend himself uh, the best opportunity to perform at main camp. He'll have a couple of games, you know, under his belt by the time he gets to lease training camp. And he'll be a little bit more uh, energized, maybe a little bit more ready to go than some of the other guys. And a chance for him to earn an, uh, an actual roster spot this season, which I know that he'll be gunning for and aiming for. And he had a great end of the year last season once he did go down to the Marlies and started to play some more games. 16 goals, 28 points in 28 games. Pretty good for a 20-year-old kid. He just turned 21. So Nick Robertson, um, no doubt about it, is the guy who I think both of us are going to be keeping an eye on and we're most excited to watch at this tournament. And do we want to play the Nick Robertson uh, post yes. or sound today? So, okay, let's play it. So Robertson um, met with the media today after their uh, their morning skate, after their pros uh, their um, their practice, and this is what he had to say. Summer's over. Good to be back on the ice. Yeah, it's good to be back. It went by fast, but I'm definitely excited to be here. What can you get out of this camp? 
Well, just some game reps. I think uh, you know I've been off for about three months or so, and uh, definitely want to be in game shape uh, when it really matters, going to preseason and and going to camp for the Leafs. How are you feeling? I'm feeling really good. I mean, uh, I felt uh, I got into Toronto on Sunday and got some more reps, uh, you know, with the guys and everything. So I feel pretty good. I mean, I think you have to ask Kiefer about that. I mean, I think it's for me, it's just doing what I can and uh, just playing the way I can. And I think, uh, you know, I know, uh, I know I'm confident in myself that I am that caliber player to, to play in the Leafs and see how it goes. Is this a bit of a reset for you, Nick, given the injuries and everything that's happened in the past few years for you? Uh, how do you see it? I mean, it is, I mean, yes and no. I mean, I was in the same situation last year and I got it again. So uh, I guess you could say I reset it last year and I got injured again. So um, I think this is another opportunity to kind of um, get some game reps and get myself back into it uh, again when the preseason starts when it really matters. What has been your focus during the offseason this summer? What areas have you been working on? I think get bigger and stronger. I think I've uh, gotten a little thicker uh, in the legs and the upper body and um, working on being stable on the ice um, as well as obviously just maintaining my shot and using it as a weapon a lot. Like how, how important is uh, your two-way game in the end with your direction towards the NHL? Like, you know, you're obviously you can score, but... Yeah. Everybody has to get that game together. Is that a focus for you too? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, my details have gone better every single year, and um, I think that's definitely something that I um, try to put in my game more naturally instead of uh, worrying about it. So um, I think my details are getting better and better, and hopefully, can carry through uh, the preseason. And, uh, right On that note, I guess it's not about scoring fancy goals at this tournament. It's proving some of the two-way stuff. That yeah, it's definitely about. you know playing the right way because you know I'm definitely going to play a lot more minutes and everything and. Um, Counted on more of a, a leadership role now, and um, you know, definitely want to put that expectation and pressure on myself to to do well and, and uh, play well out there. What are your personal impressions of Fraser Minton? He's a big boy, uh, definitely young. Um, it's good to see uh, um, another uh, young guy come upon. Um, you know, he's definitely a big body, and uh, look forward to playing with him. Nick, with some of the boards departing in the offseason and Jason Spezza retiring, does it feel like there's a greater opportunity to win a job at camp than in previous years? <laughs> I mean, again, I mean, it, it, every year you look at the roster, you see what guys are. Um, I mean, it is what it is. I, I'm not going to go and say, yeah, this is my, you know, every year I would say this. Every year I want to make the team. Even when I was drafted three years ago, I want to make the team. So. Uh, my goal is obviously not go back to America. My goal is to play in the NHL like it is every year. It's, nothing's changed. So as far as the chances of making the team, that's that's up to Kiefer. But for me, i got to put myself in the best position uh, to do so. What's it like summer training with your brother? Like, how much do you guys push each other? Oh, we push each other a lot. I mean, uh, you know, it's good competing against him. I love doing a lot of one-on-ones with him because he's a bigger body. And, and just hanging out with, hanging around with him and uh, learning the ins and outs of the business with his contract, too. So uh, it's, nice to, it's nice to get that aspect and stuff. But... Um, yeah, it was a good training with him. How's he holding up? Good. I mean, he's just uh, his agent's taking care of it. So, Nick, how much weight have you put on? Can you say? Uh, it's fluctuated. I think I put him on. I don't even know if I put it. Like I put on a couple pounds, but at one point in the summer I was weighing about 185, and then I kind of simmered down because, um, you know, I think the main focus sometimes with smaller guys you got to add weight. But I think for me, I just added thickness, added more foundation, and you know, I'm happy with my weight. I don't want to be too heavy, too light. Strength-wise, are you? Out more than you ever yeah, 100%. I think uh, I think I did better in my uh, my bike tests than I've ever done before. So my numbers have definitely significantly uh, gone through the roof, and um, definitely you know build that uh, build I wanted.
crushed the bike test. That's why he's thick Nick. Crushing bike test. And he got thicker down in the legs, so hopefully it'll improve his speed, powerful skating, and also upper body can improve that shot, allow him to get off defenders potentially, and even muck it up in the corners. Because one of the other things that I took from that is, and I thought it was a really good question, I can't recall who asked it, but uh, it may have been Mark Masters who said, are you going to be focused on maybe, as opposed to scoring beautiful goals, focused on challenging yourself perhaps to make sure that you play that two-way game and he said yes i'm going to be focusing on you know the details of the game as opposed to just going out there and trying to light up the scoreboard and i thought that was a pretty sound answer and um something that i like to hear at least it's a pretty mature answer right from a young guy that you know when he got drafted his first season in the ohl after getting drafted he puts up over 50 goals yeah right and so everyone's like oh what a steal of a player to get him a second round, a guy that can score at will. But it's clear that the Leafs development path is just, we can't have a guy that's thinking just about scoring goals, especially higher up in the lineup. You have to have some semblance of a defensive game. And let's not forget with Robertson, he's dealt with injuries and I guarantee part of that has to do with his size, right? So that it, it benefits him in many ways to not only improve his defensive game, but to get himself stronger so that he can be that defensive player. Cause it is a little bit tough for the smaller players to be that type of defensive, you know, asset because they don't usually have the size that some of these bigger uh, wingers tend to have. Yeah. Really quickly before we move on in our list, was there anything else in that interview that stuck out to you? Uh, I think, you know, you, it's always nice to hear him talk about like things with his brother and you know, that I think he has, you know, arguably the best role model to kind of follow right with his path to where he wants to go. So yeah, if you need to score 40 goals, that that'd be nice. Right. You know, following his brother's footsteps and be a 40 goal scorer. Like Jason Robertson is out in, uh, out in Dallas. I do want to say that's just kind of happened to be beside me as this was happening but um today i was at my card shop and ended up actually buying a little nick robertson rookie card um out of the metal universe uh there's weird anyway but yeah funny i saw it i was like "Ah, i'll pick that up it's only a couple of bucks and i was like yeah you know what if he could become a 40 goal scorer like his brother i think the value of this card would go up so for the the couple of bucks that i spent on it I'll say it was well worth it, and good luck to old Nick Robertson. All right, why don't we take one more quick break? When we come back, we'll get to the rest of our list players, two through five, for guys who we're looking forward to, our players to watch at this week's uh, this weekend's rookie tournament in Traverse City for the Maple Leafs. It all starts tonight, but we'll get to the rest of our players to watch on the other side to listening to the Lockdown Leafs podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. We are your hosts here at Locked On Leafs. And starting Monday, we're back to five episodes a week, Monday through Friday, each and every day. We'll be doing some pregame um, previews. We'll be doing some postgame analysis, some you know trade talk. We'll keep doing our mailbag segments, cosign, no signs, obviously, but it's back to five days a week content overload all pertaining to your Toronto Maple Leafs. So if you haven't already, uh, please subscribe to us, uh, whether it's on YouTube, 
or it's via wherever you get your podcasts from, or both. Ideally, you could do both if you, you know, are on the go, listen to podcasts. If you're at home and you want something passive, maybe you're a YouTube person. Um, but uh, the support would be much, much appreciated. All right, Dave, let's get to the rest of our list here. So Nick Robertson was uh, both of our number ones. Uh, who is your number two? All right. Uh, we're going on the blue line here. Oh, don't look too far. Uh, you spoiled it. You spoiled, spoiled it. Number three. That's okay. <laughs> he was. It's okay. Number three. I mean, number two, sorry. William Villeneuve. I was uh, – when you look at the blue line, there's not a lot of big names there. So I just pretty much went with the big, the, the most intriguing one of the list there. And the other reason, too, is we know the status of the Leafs' right side of the blue line. There really is not much there on the prospect pipeline other than Topi Niembla. I would have I would have Villeneuve probably second among right-shot defensemen on the prospect ranking if I was to rank kind of the defenseman there. So, like... He had he had a great season. Uh, I just realized I made a typo in the graphics, so do not <laughs> do not uh, the cam loops for sure. But. Yeah, so <laughs> I did it right for uh, I basically I, I had him and Fraser Minton uh, mixed up. That's what happened there. But he is he he's I, I'm again for him. The important thing is. He's a big body. He he's played in big games, and that's what I think attracts me about the you know him as a defenseman. It's not even the offensive you know play because that's not really what I think the Leafs were looking at when they drafted him. For Niemela, of course it is, but not not for Villeneuve. So curious to see how he plays and against the top. Arguably, he'll be going up against the top lines for the other uh, teams this weekend. Yeah, definitely will. Um, and, you know, fresh off of a Memorial Cup victory, and he's starting his pro career with the Marlies this year. Definitely somebody to be watching. He does come up on my list, but a little bit uh, a little bit later, coming up number two on my list is going to be Fraser Minton, the player that you mentioned before, the Kamloops Blazers. He was the team's second-round pick this past season, um, 38th overall last year in 67 games, 20 goals, 55 points, but he's more of a two-way guy. So I'm excited to see if, you know, that two-way stature really shines through in this tournament. Are we going to see him being, you know, getting dirty in the, in the dirty areas? Is he going to be getting his assignments right? Is he going to be that defensive player that, you know, we kind of think he's going to be like a third, fourth liner, Type of guy, a bottom six defensive uh, player who has a little bit of uh, a little bit of pop that can put the puck in the back of the net. So uh, I think Fraser Minton definitely is one of the guys who I'll be looking forward to. And I think we should note also that you know Matthew Nyes is not at this tournament, and you know some of their other bigger prospects who are either overseas, their seasons have already kind of started in uh, overseas in Europe or in the NCAA as well, um, which is why Nyes is not there. Uh, but Minton is another one of those prospects who's, you know, up there, top five prospect for the Maple Leafs. So we'll always be intrigued to see what he's all about. And he's got the fresh blood, right? He was the first pick in the draft this year for the Maple Leafs in the second round. So definitely someone who we be, who I'm excited to to get a chance to to see with my with my own two eyes. Uh, who do you got at number three? So number three, we are looking at a Ford. I kind of 
<laughs> kind of uh, teased it a little bit when I almost scrolled too far down, but is our boy Nick Abruzzese. I think uh, when it was a little disappointing that we didn't see him, you know, the Leafs tried to give him a little more rope to see what he could do. Cause I understand here, bring him into the, into the NHL for the first time. You don't want to put too much on his plate. I'm curious to see what what the plan is for him because this is somebody the Leafs have wanted to bring to the NHL for a little bit. They believe yeah. he has you know great versatility as a center on the wing. I want to see where what's the, what's the plan for this guy. So I want to see how he does against players his own age because we saw him in the at the, the NHL level. Now let's see how he does against players he should be having a little more success against. You see him as an American leaguer for the most part this season, right? I do. I, I It would make the most sense. I don't want to see him, you know, barely playing fourth line or, you know, not getting any. If he's just playing even strength fourth line minutes, that does nothing for him. Play him in the American Hockey League top line. I, I would say he's probably should be in the top six, probably early top line depending on how the lineup shakes up. But yeah, no, you have to play him. He, You have to keep him on that right development path. And playing him in the, you know, not playing him, having him sit in the press box does not work. Agreed, agreed, agreed. All right, number three uh, on my list is William Villeneuve, a player who we both spoke about quite a bit uh, already. So I guess I won't say much more. Um, but just the fact that, you know, he's somebody who's coming off a very successful Junior career in the QMJHL, just won a Memorial Cup last season, had two helpers in the clinching game of the Memorial Cup final. And, uh, you know, coming off a year, 56 points in 64 games, didn't play for Kamloops. He was in the queue. Um, yeah. I don't know why I'm blanking on the team that he played. St. John's. St. Played John's. for St. John's, right? Yeah. And uh, so so I'm excited to, to get a glimpse at William Villanova with the Maple Leafs. And, and I think he's going to be a, a part of this blue line for the Marlies this year and probably for a couple of years before factoring into the Maple Leafs. But he's somebody, you know, one of the very few players, I suppose, at this tournament who I believe have uh, have what it takes to, to really establish themselves as, you know, longtime NHLers. And I think William Villeneuve is one of those. So getting a chance to see him, you know, young uh, talent like that, like you said before, he's one of their top defensive prospects behind Topi Nimala, arguably the top defensive prospect behind him at this point. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what he's got as well at this tournament. Number four, Dave. All right. It's our boy, Fraser Minton. Uh, I, I think with what, and I'll just to add what you were kind of talking about with him, he's playing top line with Nick Robertson. They're putting him in that position right away. They're they're not shying away with what they want. Basically they're saying, here you go, here's top line minutes with our arguably best top our top prospect. Let's see what you can do. I like that. Um uh, yeah, I want to see how he does in those offensive situations. We know that he's got a pretty good two way game and that's something he's going to continue to work on. I want to see how he plays when, you know, again, the spotlight's going to be on that top line. That's the line I'm going to be looking forward to watching the most uh, at right. this turn. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, it's got, what, my number one and number two player, and it's got your two of your top four players on that top line, right? So, yeah, definitely that's going to be the top, uh, the top line that we're going to be 
keep it track here on the Locked On Leafs pod. And I would imagine most Leaf fans will be keeping track of that one. Uh, all right, my number four, Dave. I got a goaltender coming in at number four. It's going to be Keith Petruzzelli, um, who I thought had an outstanding season last year uh, in the ECHL. Obviously, you look at 23 games, won 16 of them, won 16, 6 and 1, a 201 goals against, and a 927 save percentage. Didn't quite have as much success when he moved up to the Marlies. Um, just five games though. He went three and one at three twelve goals against and a nine Oh two save percentage. But Petruzzelli is somebody who at last year's tournament, um, really made a name for himself and earned himself a, a, an AHL contract. So he's technically one of those Maple Leafs that's on an AHL contract. But I, I, I think Petruzzelli is one of those guys who potentially could be a player that blossoms into you know an NHL backup he has the size he's six foot five 185 pounds he's a former third round pick he went the college route where he was spectacular in Quinnipiac his last two years he was a 201 uh goals against and a 920 save percentage his second last year and then his final season of college hockey he was a had a 189 goals against and a 926 save percentage and won 17 hockey games uh for uh Quinnipiac which is a a top tier squad um in in the uh in the um ncaa so him his first year pro last year went pretty well i would say in the echl we've seen a lot of goaltenders it's goalies typically will not typically but you'll see it way more often with goaltenders where they spend time in the echl then the ahl and then go on to the nhl it's not you know as uncommon to see echl goaltenders flourish unlike sometimes forwards and defensemen you'll only get a handful of guys make it out of the 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 second level of the minor leagues i like keith petruzzelli i think he's one of those guys who could potentially like i said maybe turn into a, a prospect perhaps 23 years old he's got a couple of years uh, but potentially be a backup for this team at some point uh so he's a player who I'll be excited to watch, you know, how much has he grown from last year? Is he going to be that much better um, in his second, second season as a pro hockey player in this Maple Leafs organization? Yeah. You need to have as many, you know, throw as many lines out and hope he catch something. Yeah. I'll also mention this. The reason why Petruzzelli is the goaltender that I'm most excited to be watching, like is mainly because Dennis Hildeby isn't going to be there. The goalie that they took in the fourth round uh-huh. this year, the the Swedish goaltender, he's not at the tournament. So to me, Petruzzelli is the top tender that they have at the tourney. So I think he's that. that's why he's on this list over a guy like Hildeby, um, who I would have more intrigue in if he were there. Yeah, and and the Leafs are trying. Right now, We're see, we saw it really with their offseason plan is try to get as many – Cast as many lines to grab as much fish as you can. I hope something bites, right? They're all dart throws, buddy. Just another dart throw that they have either HL signings or PTOs. Like it was just a lot of dart throws where they're trying to fix the goalie position and trying to fix the depth in the organizational goal uh, depth at the goaltending position. And uh, maybe Petrozelli can uh, turn out to be something. All right. Number five on your list, Dave. All right, we're going. Uh, we're going with Ty Boy. I like it. We didn't get to see him at the World Juniors. I was disappointed that he wasn't on that roster. And yeah, I thought, you know, it was a little disappointing considering he had a pretty good year in Sarnia. Right, 
80 points in 67 games. It's not bad considering, you know, he's not a high draft pick either. So right. I, I'm just, I, I want to see again, when you look at, you know, a guy that gets picked a little, a little bit later, but is a high, you know, a top scorer in juniors, there's clearly areas of the game that they, that the development team wants to see him work on. So I, I want to see him have a presence. You know, he doesn't have to score a bunch. He doesn't have to, but I want to see him have a presence. I want him to, you know, show that he was worthy of, you know, a, of, of taking a flyer on. Right. And so, yeah, so he's definitely uh, another player that I thought was going to get beyond the world junior teams for the U.S. Didn't make it. So we'll have to wait and watch him at, uh, at the rookie tournament. Hey, maybe the Americans would have won a medal if they had Ty Voigt there. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, number five on my list is Alex Steves, uh, the third member of the top line for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I have three of those, uh, <laughs> all three of those players in my top five. You know, he's someone who also had a cup of coffee in the NHL last year, but played most of the season with the Toronto Marlies, 23 goals, 46 points in his first full season as a pro hockey player coming out of the college ranks uh, once again. But, you know, I think last year I recall Alex Steves absolutely torching this tournament before injuring his shoulder, if you recall. Um, he was really starting to not only put himself on the map with, you know, the Marlies, but people are starting to think, hey, maybe Alex Steves could push for a fourth-line gig. And then he got hurt, obviously, and he eventually – you know, got an opportunity with the with the main club, and it was you know it was okay. He did all right, nothing to write home about. But uh, I think maybe a, a full season of being healthy, he comes back another healthy camp for him, or I guess it'd be his first healthy camp. Uh, and for much of the same reasons with Nick Robertson, you know, kind of get him into game shape so that he's up to speed and ready to go for main camp. Where I think again, where there's going to be internal battle for some fourth line positions. I think Alex Steve's one of those guys who will be there and it kind of all starts with a great prospect tournament, rookie camp, whatever you want to call it. So Alex Steve's is definitely one of those players who I will be keeping uh, these two peepers on throughout the weekend. And I think, you know, I, I just remember everyone talking about him last year uh, at development camp. Healy Wickenheiser was the biggest fan. Yes. Yes. That's that's big considering her role as, you know, the head of player development. So, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, there are quite a few guys here that feel like they're going to be trying to prove something at this tournament. And there's only so many jobs available, right. In camp. So any chance you get to get, have a good little foot in the door, take that opportunity. This is one for them. Right. I know some people say, Oh, it's a rookie tournament. It's not a big deal. For these guys, it means a lot to them, right? They're they're all trying to battle for a spot either in the NHL or you know for for the Marley's sake. There's there's got to be a little more competition, right? You got to see these guys like the Marley's haven't exactly been you know a stellar team. You know, I want to see this Marley's team actually be a contender. I want to see them play well come playoff time, and we're talking about some of these guys having big performances in the you know. AHL playoffs because that's that's what happened when the Leafs were prospects were at their best they were you know among the tops in the AHL so there's a lot to look forward to here especially 
with guys who have already had that experience either at the NHL level or, you know, a lot of time with the Marlies. Yeah, absolutely. So it's going to be an important tournament for a lot of these players to establish themselves. And dude, first impressions last, right? This will be a lot of these guys kind of first impressions, I suppose, especially a Fraser Minton and a Brandon Lazowski who's a player we hadn't mentioned, but he was a player who was selected, I think in the seventh round, uh, this past season, you know, those guys are going to get their first crack, their first look in a Maple Leafs uniform going head to head against other teams. Um, so it's it's going to be an important week for a lot of these young guys who are trying to establish themselves in the organization. Uh, any final thoughts or is there anybody else who like an honorable mention that you toyed with putting on your list that we hadn't talked about yet? Ooh, that's a good question. Um just because of the, his pure size, Curtis Douglas. Mm. And like, he's been talked about by like Kyle Dubas a little bit yeah. too, right? Yeah, he's kind of in there's like a group of three. It's Robertson, it's Steves, and it's Douglas. That seems to be like and Anderson. The, and Anderson. And Anderson. Like those guys, like Kyle Dubas has constantly said that we want to give these guys opportunities. You know. It's funny because I don't really consider Curtis Douglas a rookie in my eyes, but I guess, hey, if he meets the criteria to be at the tournament, you get these guys as much ice time, competitive games as you can. So, yeah, he's another one. I I think a lot. it will be hard to not notice him on the ice. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Weighing in at uh, six foot nine, 238 pounds. I think you'll notice Curtis Douglas when he's out there. And that's what's so intriguing about him, right? Like, that's that's the size that we got. We could probably take this uh, graphic down now and have uh, have up here for uh, – have us yeah. up here in the last couple of minutes. Yeah, right. Our, our hideous faces realistically. But, yeah, it's what it is. But Curtis Douglas, uh, yeah, six foot nine, 240 pounds. Like, he's basically a taller uh, – he's like Dustin Buffalo basically when he's out there, but he's the height of Zidane Ochara, right? And he's a centerman. So you could fall in love with the size and we all know the Maple Leafs need some size, but he's also got to, you know, be able to play the game of hockey at a high level. And according to everything that I've read and according to all the interviews I've heard from development staff to, um, you know, the general manager, Cal Dubas, they believe that Curtis Douglas took big strides last year and will be one of those players that will be kind of, you know, forcing his way into a potential role in the NHL. He had 34 points last year in 67 games. So they're hoping that uh, he's a guy who can kind of come in and potentially fight for a role. Um, and maybe with some injuries, a potential call-up option for the Maple Leafs as a fourth liner should, uh, should that happen. And Injuries always happen, so they want to have as much depth as possible. So, yeah, that's a good name. That's a good name to uh, to mention for sure. Um, I think we'll leave it there because we, we pretty well mentioned most of the players that uh, that I wanted to. I talked slightly about Lazowski, who was another one of those guys. You had Voigt on your list. That Ruzzese was on your list. We both had Villanova. We both had um, Minton and Robertson. I had Steves. And then I also had Petruzzelli. So, you know, it's a good list of roughly 10 guys that you and I are excited about uh, to, to be able to watch at this weekend's tournament. It all starts tonight. Leafs, Stars. Uh, again, you can watch it on the Toronto Maple Leafs app, or you can watch the opponent's feed up on YouTube. Puck drop will be at 630. 
excited for it, buddy. I am excited for it. Um, that'll do it for us here today on the podcast, though. I'd like to thank everyone uh, for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On These Podcasts on all podcast platforms and receive daily latest content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morasuti. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. Go ahead, uh, leave a, a like if you would. Leave a comment down below some of the players who you're excited to see at the Prospect Tournament this upcoming weekend. And uh, that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Have a good weekend, folks. Enjoy all the games. We'll be back to wrap up the weekend. But before we do, Dave, there is something you need to do for us. There is something. Maybe okay. we'll do it as the outro, little extra outro. Let's hear from you now. Here's our guy, Dave Morissuti, performing. What's the song name again? Make Your Dreams? No, I Make Your Dreams. Make my dreams. That you make my dreams by Hollow Notes. The Leaves Goal song performed by our guy Dave Morissuti on his piano that sits next to his bed for whatever reason. My, my desk. This is my studio. It's oh. where, I, where I come to jam. And just for you, Mike. Hold on. Let's go. There he is. Oh, I just love the song. It's a, David, it's a banger. David Morissuti slash David Beethoven. Nah. No, David Mozart. Are you a David Mozart guy? I have played Mozart before. It's oh. not easy. No, I would imagine. I would imagine so. <laughs> I would imagine so. Uh, good stuff, buddy. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. Enjoy the games. We'll be back on Monday to recap it all. Again, we start back up five days a week. It all starts on Monday. Training camp starts up on Monday. Everyone's pouring into the city. So Monday will be a can't-miss episode as we go over the tournament and then we talk about some of the big storylines heading into camp, which all begins next week. So, We'll be back with another episode next week. Until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leaves.